You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig-Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Overtime, and a special shout-out to my chiropractor, Dr. Nichols. For his waiting room music tonight, or tonight, today, well, I don't even know what time of day it is. Now I have one margarita, two margarita, three margarita shot embedded in my brain. It goes like one margarita, two margarita, three margarita shot. Don't worry about tomorrow, leave all your sorrow out here on the floating dock. And I hope you do too now. You're welcome. It's the overtime where we have a little fun on a Friday and give you a little smile, but you have plenty to smile about because freaking football is freaking going to happen, I think. That's about as committed as I can get right now, I think. It looks good. It looks promising. They're going to try. They're going to open up training camp, and then all the students like Ryan Gilbert are going to come back to town and start passing the COVID all over the place, and we'll see where we stand. And maybe on September 12th, Kansas State will play Arkansas State in front of a empty or possibly partially filled stadium here in Manhattan, Kansas. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, and that guy named Ryan Gilbert here for the overtime. We're sponsored by the Fridge Wholesale Liquor. And remember, if you're going to the game, go to the Fridge. And if there's no fans allowed... I would encourage you to get a nice little setup where you can stream the game on a device in the parking lot, go to the fridge, tailgate, and watch the game from the parking lot if they allow you to do so. Or just go find a parking lot and do it. I feel like if there's no fans, I feel like the parking lot would be closed, but I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here. Wah, wah. I, I think you're a Debbie Downer all the time. You tell me you tell me I can't say bad words on the podcast. <laughs> it's just like the FCC. <laughs> well, I like to put the F into the FCC. One more thing before we start. One more thing. 50% off an annual subscription right now at gopowerkid.com. Football season is coming. We're already having press conferences. Practice is going. The Cats will kick off in less than a month, God willing. You need to be on the inside with the best team and recruiting coverage you will find anywhere. Don't be fooled. GoPowerCat.com, 50% off an annual subscription right now. And if that's too much of a commitment for you, if you're a commitment phobe and you're like, what if I don't like it? A dollar for your first month. Try that on. Do that. One dollar, one month. See how we roll. GoPowerCat.com. Head on over and take advantage of one of those specials. Let's get going with your questions from Wabash Station. I think Ryan Gilbert's reading them today. He has reading issues. We just kind of tell him he does a good job. <laughs> First question of the podcast is from Tim Fitzgerald. 
Yeah. Important question. I want to know everyone's top three fruits and what fruit we should rid the world of. Here we go. Zach, you're up. I, I, let me point out, I asked a question because the, the questions thread had been up for about a day and nobody was saying anything and it was sliding down. I said, I could bump this or I could just put in a question. And there's my question. We were buying fruit the other day and I'd like to know what everyone thinks about fruit. I hate bananas. Really? But like, not for the reason you think, like, like, you know, runts, I actually love the little banana flavored runts. That's, uh, that's just weird. because it's not it's not what the bananas that are in the united states taste like i guess today but the reason i don't like bananas is because when i was like a kid and i played golf and i was having like a few you know a couple bad holes in the back nine and my dad thought i'd be i was tired and needed some energy he'd make me eat a banana you all need to eat your banana immediately and i just i hated it like i'd rather eat a protein bar or something else if i needed energy but it was always a banana <laughs> Potassium. potassium. Yep. And I just, I never, I never felt the energy boost. It wasn't a very good placebo because I just, I didn't, I don't enjoy bananas. That's probably the one I'd get rid of. The banana worked. Um, cause strawberry banana body armor sucks. Hmm. Um, yeah. Top three though. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking of like body armor flavors at this point. That's how ah. I get my fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Zach. Uh, I guess pineapple, the the yellow body armor, tropical, I don't even know what it's called, tropical twist, something. I don't know. Um, I guess that's my watermelon gum right here, watermelon twist trident. Uh, gum and body armor is how I get my fruit. So I don't, if, it, if it's in those. We need to talk about strawberries. Strawberries are good. I like strawberries. Um, honeydew melon. Is probably my best melon. Hmm. Like I prefer that over cantaloupe. Uh, do you prefer um, that melon more than your head? That's a huge noggin. That's a virtual planetoid. Has its own weather system. That's a melon. Yes, I do. I have a large melon. Melon. <laughs> um. I don't know. It's mango. That's another body armor flavor. Like. Not that I'd eat, like, not that I'd really eat any of these, but I like the flavors. Man, you, this is sad. I'm moving on. Ryan Gilbert, what's your three favorites? <laughs> I, it's good that you asked this because I've recently started a little health kick where I've been making smoothies and actually just got a new blender for my house in Manhattan. Nice. But I'd say the top three ingredients to combine would be banana, strawberry, and mango. Sorry, Zach. All right. Nice. I'd say what? pears are the worst fruit. Ooh. I don't think I've ever. I guess I don't think I've ever had a pear, or at least as a uh, an adult. And when I say adult, like above five years old. Yeah, I I, I honestly can't remember ever eating a a pear. Man, I've eaten almost every fruit known to mankind. Well, there's probably tropical ones I haven't eaten. Uh, my top three would be blueberries. I love blueberries when they're in season. They're amazing. They're kind of mediocre right now. Strawberries, kind of the same thing um, in terms of get the right season, and they're amazing. Probably after that's pineapple, which I'm trying not to eat because that is laden with natural sugar. That's why I like it so much. And uh, plus, when you had actual pineapple in Hawaii, like I did, it kind of ruins pineapple for every, every place else because it goes from incredible to just really good. And, you know, that 
that doesn't work for me. It's got to be incredible. Uh, least favorite's probably the cantaloupe. Hmm. Huh. I like cantaloupe. Uh, yeah. The texture is very satisfying when you eat that. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like a like a deer-like animal you should find in the on the tundra. <laughs> they went out shooting some cantaloupe today. So I don't know what the accent that was. It was kind of South African mixed with English mixed with Tim. Okay, that's into that question. Boy, did that get the podcast off to a freaking great start. Fire! Woo! Uh, they had a shut they my new diet shut down bananas. I had no idea bananas is laden with sugar. How can that fruit be loaded with sugar and yet not be sweet? You know what I mean? Willie hears ya. Willie don't care. It, it's not a good fruit. And uh, I think it's a fine fruit, Zach. I used to, every morning, I'd have a, a protein shake, a yogurt cup, like a Greek yogurt, blueberry, typically, and a banana. And now I had to cut the banana out. And speaking of bad flavors, I found a new flavor from Five Hour Energy called Strawberry Banana. And it really um, tasted like brown banana. Like they, they chose the least favorite banana flavoring. Like the banana that you're about to throw away, but you took a bite out of. <laughs> that was the flavor of that. Oh, with like a hint of strawberry. Like someone passing by was eating a strawberry and you barely smelled it. That was it. Shut up! So, yeah. Banana, putting banana flavor in something like a candy does not work for me. I'll have to try the runts. Why do I have the feeling the runt flavor is actually based on what bananas are supposed to taste like? Not right. an American banana that's been manipulated to be what we buy i think that technically the banana that's used in like runts flavoring and other flavors like that i think that banana is like extinct really like i think it's gone or something i think i saw a tiktok on it at one point bananas are interesting they were the first kind of manipulated product for the stores because americans want yellow bananas bright yellow bananas and that's all they'll buy and so they kind of make them for their color more than their flavor Next question. That got weird. Eat it right. Do you know that? Next question is from Riley Gates. Going to Do we care about our subscribers? Do no, we care about no. the subscribers? No. No. That, this Don't. is uh, the 50% off sale part. We're only giving a half ass right now. That's... We can skip over Riley. I don't know who this guy is. Uh, this Riley guy? <laughs> from Riley Gates. Oh, going to Kansas City this weekend. If you could only choose one, are you going to Q39, which I haven't had yet, or getting a Z-Man and fries at Joe's? Ryan is probably disqualified from this question. Nice kid, but he called Joe's overrated, if I remember correctly. How can you trust him? Bad replacement. <laughs> Sad. I'll just say this, Riley. If you're going to bash on, on me for not thinking Joe's is the best barbecue in the world, then why are you even asking this question? Because it's clear and obvious that you're going to Joe's if you don't have any interest in going to Q39 because I called Joe's overrated. So that answers your question right there, doesn't it? Am I I wrong, guys? Nope, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Riley, go to Q39. Go go stretch your wings a little bit. See see what you think. I thought it was good, really good, but not in my top. Well, Jack Stack and Joe's are my top two, and then uh, I don't know. Fritch and I had slaps over the weekend. 
You did when you were in yeah. City for the yeah we went was it good yep oh it was delicious I've heard great it things was, about slabs it was so much food too like you get a like a platter and like if you're thinking like like say a jack stack platter very reasonable that you know one person can eat that in one setting and you know put it away pretty easily you might be left a you know you might be left with a little bit to desire I guess a little bit more meat that you might want but overall very manageable meal slaps you know same platter you know brisket and sausage is what i get fries and then i got some some of the baked potato casserole bake oh it's delicious this was so much food for the same price i couldn't finish it all nice like fritch and i could have split my platter and still had food left over it was that much food wow. i was like and it's like 90 degrees outside and we're obviously we're eating outside because it's covid and just the way that that restaurant's set up is there's not really you really there really aren't very good seating options. It's I mean it's basically just picnic tables, but oh it's delicious. Um, but yeah, I say venture out. You know, at some point you can only play the you can play the uh, the classics so many times before you need to say hey there might be a new classic. But at the same time, I didn't really like Q39 when I had it. Hey. Oh man! Now we got a fight on the podcast. I need to eat Q thirty nine more. And back two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, almost when we were at Kansas City Showcase two, when Wally was there with us, we talked. He got us some barbecue. I can't even remember the place. It was some, I don't know, off brand. It was good, but um, you know, we talked about all our favorite places. And I just, yeah, I said I haven't really had Q thirty nine enough times to give it a good judgment, and I need to go more. But didn't like it my initial time. Well, when this whole COVID thing's done, Becky and I are going to take our Kansas City barbecue vacation. We're seriously going to take a week and stay in Kansas City, and we're going to eat barbecue all week just to hit them all. And I'm going to do a like a tweet series or blog or something. I don't know what I'll do. Yeah, called The Meat Sweats with Fitz. Oh, that's a good podcast name. Nope. Oh, I like it. That's what I need, another podcast. Let's move on to another question while I think about this podcast. Brilliant. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Next question from Wizard6294. What is your favorite smart accessory? Examples, Fire Stick, AirPods, Smartwatch, Google Home, Alexa, and Ring Doorbell. The Sony Walkman is a tiny stereo cassette player with truly incredible sound. Put on a Walkman and see the world in a whole new light. The Walkman from Sony, the one and only. Well, Fitz, you can't say one of those out loud without ruining the podcast. I know. <laughs> that, that is your favorite. Uh, I can say it. It's Alexa. Yeah, it's in my headphones and not her ears, so that's good. Um, she's uh, she's getting a little attitude around here, guys. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Sometimes she doesn't turn on the lights or turn them off. She's been doing this. Uh, that light's not responding. And then she calls me ass face. Wow. I How rude. I, maybe I'm imagining that, but it feels that way. feels like she's calling me names. Uh, yeah, she's pretty special to us. Um, she is all over our house. I really like it when I put on, um, like I've got a music group for the upstairs. So we literally have music all through the upstairs. Um, it's like, you know, having your own in-home speaker system. And 
I also have a music group for the entire house, so the downstairs speakers play. So if we ever have a party ever again, we'll have music throughout the house. Yeah, she's she's good to me for the most part. She turns my bedroom light on and off, my bedside light, without me moving. She let's see, we control about five or six lights around the house, and she plays music. And uh, I don't know, she's pretty good to me. Although the AirPods are making a close run at her, the AirPods are magic. I, I think know. that's mine. I think the the AirPod. I got AirPods last summer, and I kind of used them. Like it took me a while to like fully start using them, but once I fully started using them, I mean it's basically the only thing I use except right now when I'm talking on my <laughs> wired earbuds on this podcast. But I love them. I I love them too. I've I've been watching. Uh, once in a while, I'll go to bed early and use the iPad to watch Yellowstone or a movie or something. And the sound is amazing. And then, you know, the wife talks to you and you can kind of hear because I've got it noise canceling on because that guys, that's great for a marriage. Noise canceling your AirPods. Um, and uh, then I pull out the right ear pod, AirPod, and it pauses the movie automatically. It's like it disengaged your brain. It knows where your brain is or something. I don't know. It's weird. But it pauses it and put the AirPod back in. It starts it back up. It's like magic. Becky was expecting a business call yesterday, and she took the dog for the walk. Daphne got to go for a spin, and she put in her AirPods and took a call while she's walking. She just reaches up and touches her little AirPod and answers the phone. Pretty slick, guys. But still, let me just say it. Alexa, you're the only one for me. Sorry, I don't know that one. <laughs> Ooh, you got curved. Ooh. She's, she's, I'm telling you, she's being a real pain in the ass. She's stubborn. She's playing hard to get. You know how it goes. I know. She's just not playing along with my reindeer games. Uh, Gills, what's your technology dig? Uh, probably the AirPods. I just got those the other day, actually, and they're pretty nice. They are. Did you get the, did you get the pros or did you get the regular ones? This, the regular ones. My, okay. my sister had some old ones that the sound isn't the best, but it's like all the, the accessories and, and stuff it can do. It's like, Wow. Never thought this was possible. It's a little freaky. Yeah, yeah, I got I got the pros. I got pros for the wife and and uh, Fritchy. Yep, we're all. It's pretty amazing. They're pretty darn cool. I wish I would have waited until the pros came out because I got a, I got the they released AirPods two, which it was only like an internal update. It really wasn't anything about the externals. I mean, they were like a little better, but you couldn't tell the difference between the first ones and the second ones. Kind of like Shrek. And the, only, and, the, and the second ones had wireless charging or they, they had an option to have case. So I got those, but I'm always like, I'm always adamant about, I want in-ear earbuds. So all my wired earbuds, they're in-ear and the AirPod pros are in-ear. And I was a little sad. But, like, Riley let me use his once, and, oof, they're beautiful. Oh, my God, you swap earwax with Riley Gates? What? What? Hey, he's put in mine before, too. It's oh, okay. Oh, you dirty okay. bastards. Oh. <laughs> We're never getting there in our relationship, I can tell you that. <laughs> the humans will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. The ads are done. Speak humans. Next question from Wizard6294. If it was possible for college football to go to a bubble, where and what would be the best bubble venues? Uh, the SpongeBob Bubble Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably Dallas-Fort Worth area. I mean, you could play you could play a lot of games in that Ford the Cowboys practice center if it was available and that thing's that thing's cool I mean even beyond that just the number of adequate college facilities in DFW area um, I mean you have three college facilities themselves you have the Cotton Bowl you have AT&T Stadium you have FC Dallas's stadium uh, probably I'd be willing to, to venture out and say that there are at least two or three high school stadiums and probably more that are a hundred percent adequate to host a division one college football game. televised. Yeah. They're televised. They're yes. Good enough lights, everything to be televised. Allen prosper. One of those places that's built a giant football stadium within the last eight, 10 years. But if I had my choice and I had to go into the bubble with them, it would be Las Vegas. I don't know where we'd play, but I'd be Las Vegas. That's not called a bubble fits. That's a Petri dish. That's that's kind of the one I was thinking, too. That's the beauty of Vegas. It's in the viruses stay there. It's in their advertising. Like, what happens there stays there. And I think it's true for COVID, too. Just That's my science. Science. That's clearly science. Yeah, I don't know where else you'd, you'd have a bubble. Disney World, but would you really want to put a whole bunch of college students at Disney World? No, no, Minnie Mouse would get knocked up. That'd be bad. I have little Minnie Mouses running around. Next question. <laughs> From Adam K 63 if you were able to have a scent in your face mask, what would you choose? Uh, Febreze, whatever the midnight scent car Febreze is, that would be mine. What did he say? Hmm. I, I don't know what it's called. Midnight air, midnight breeze. Delicious. I wish they made it in canned form, but they don't. It's just a car scent. Huh. I'll have to check that out. Gills, you got an answer for this? Uh, not really. I was going to say a new car. <laughs> yeah, probably i don't know something fruity or flowers or something for me i'm not sure i'm not 
I don't know. How about anything besides my own breath? Because that's what gets most annoying with those masks. Oh, my God. I was wearing one, going into the chiropractor, I wear it until I lay down on the table. And I mean, just the amount of fogging up of my glasses today was epic because it's so humid out. It's awful. The I actually, in my car, I've got some gum in the little hole. I don't know what you call it. It's not a console, but I don't know, a little place for it. It's the gum hole. In the, the gum hole. I have some gum in there, but I also put my masks in there. And then if it's, you know, like my brand new mask, I'll pull it out and it just smells like really like minty fresh nice. or fruity or fruity fresh, depending on what kind of gum I have in the car. And it's just one of those things that's like, this is, this is nice. And I that like would be your rap name too. Fruity fresh. What? Fruity fresh. <laughs> yeah, that's your rap name. <laughs> yeah, I like it. From Limestone Silo, Fitz has talked before about how K-State fell behind the curve by not going all in with football right after World War II. What should we be diving deep into now to get ahead of the curve for the future? I'm thinking esports. Would you advise K-State go all in now on esports? No. At least athletics, no. Case, I feel like esports is not something that schools are putting in their athletic department. Maybe a few of them are. Hello, nerds. Yeah, it's going to make money, but it's such a niche interest, I guess. Maybe, I don't know about making money for the university. I mean, it's a very interesting world, I guess, but I don't know. I don't think that I wouldn't get into it if I was K-State or at least the athletic department. I just don't think it's going to be as popular as, you know, going to a football game or a basketball game or a soccer game or a rowing match. Oh, for God's sake. Are you done yet? (laughs) (laughs) Or tennis or golf or bad. Yeah. Tiddlywinks. Tiddlywinks. Croquet. Yeah, I I think we're going to leave that to the – the schools like MIT, University of Chicago, you know, anything like that. Although I, I see the upside of esports and I appreciate the upside of esports. To me, it's not really sports. It's kind of like checkers. You know, it's a competition, it's a, but it's not really sports. It's a club. Esports is is a club. It's well, like it's like checkers or chess club. You know, right? You say that, but they now have these tournaments with. Live audiences, it's crazy. They fill up big arenas. I don't get it, but it's there. It's like I don't get, um, I don't get Nickelback, but they sell out. There's Nickelback people out there. They just released an album, I think, today. Nickelback, we're back and never going away. I think this (laughs) of it. I'm not sure, but yeah, you don't have to. I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, not into it. Uh, I don't know that there is anything, to be real honest. Uh, I don't know that there will be another college um, sport that has nearly the impact of football. And basketball would be a distant second. Maybe soccer will get there, but I don't see it. I think soccer will be more like baseball in that a lot of the top talent will go play in lesser pro leagues or whatever. Well, with soccer... Like the NCAA or, well, the Big 12, really. I mean, we've talked about this before, how the Big 12 doesn't sanction men's soccer. There is no championship in men's soccer because only one team has a soccer team. 
with soccer in the U.S., especially worldwide, at least worldwide, they've got academies, and they'll sign eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds. They'll play in the academy as youth, you know, up until however old they are, and then they can get another youth contract. And then once they're 16, they can sign a legit pro deal. Yeah, that's um, the thing. You know, and they're playing for the lower-level academy teams. Or, I mean, still pro, pro academy teams, but, you know, like the, the under-21s or under-23s or whatever it is. And the U.S. did a, you know, up until MLS, the U.S. did a really bad job of developing soccer talent in the United States. And even up until probably 10 years ago, it was still bad. And a lot of MLS teams, and there's been a lot of investment from U.S. soccer into developing better systems to get these kids up and become a better worldwide player in soccer. But that's kind of at the expense of the college game there. And the college game wasn't really ever big. They still have a draft, but I don't know how many superstars in MLS are going to soccer or are going to college, getting drafted and then becoming, you know, a giant star in MLS. That really doesn't happen. You know, just to fill people in post-World War II, universities made a decision whether or not to let returning soldiers on the GI Bill play sports. And Kansas State and Kansas and other many other universities decided, no, we're going to continue to do it the way we've always done it, which is basically like high school. Whoever's on campus, they'll, they'll be on the team. Once in a while, you recruit a good player. But for the most part, it was a team comprised of your students. Well, Nebraska, Oklahoma, all the now traditional powers, USC, Ohio State, Michigan, they went all in on uh, letting soldiers play. So for a good span of time, you had men against boys, and it really set those programs up, and that's that's who's the powers now. Those are the traditional powers, and everyone else is playing catch-up. It's really interesting. It is. I'd never, I'd never heard of that or looked into it, I guess. That's because you haven't read my book about K-State football history. Oh, the guide Fitzgerald. The that's uh, that's the book. Yep, that's the one okay. with the typo on the <laughs> on the that, spine that the printer screwed up. Yep. From limestone silo again. If you could time travel back to witness any event that impacted K State, either on or off the field, what would it be? Mine would be the game against the Russians in Ahern, and to be a, to be a fly on the wall to hear what was really behind. Uh, being said behind the scenes when rear lineman was at its peak. If I could time travel back, it certainly would be to a big game in a Hearn field house. And, and I was there for Indiana. I was there for the one versus two K state, Missouri when I was in high school. Um, the Russians would be tempting. I saw the Russians play Marymount college. That was pretty interesting. Um, the only like small school they played on their tours and yeah. Um, I don't know. I might go back to, you know, some of those early football teams, Pappy Waldorf, and, you know, see some of those teams. Just see what it was like. That might be tempting. I don't know. I might time travel back to college and be more cool. It's hard to be cool for me. Huh. Oh, anyhow, I digress. Zach? I really don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Go to... Not a sports thing, but like go to like President Bush's Landon lecture or something like that. Like, I mean, the K State related doesn't really affect them, but it was kind of cool that he came while he was the sitting president. I would certainly time travel back to Martin Luther King's address. 
Yeah, like that would be cool. I was in a Hearn Fieldhouse for Ronald Reagan, so that was good. That was amazing. I feel like those are the events that I'd go back for K-State for. There really isn't a sports event. I mean, yeah, maybe a game in a Hearn, but I don't know what game. Maybe the last one. I, I don't don't really know. Maybe one. I love the picture that we have on the, the wall in the studio. The flag in there has 48 stars on it. That's yeah, pretty cool. Isn't it? Like, I think, I think like that's cool. Uh, so maybe going to that game or a game, the thing is, what, how old is, how long have they played in Hearn? When did that open? Is Hearn it was built, I think a basketball 49. Okay. So that was really 50, quite early. 51, yeah. Somewhere in there. It was 59 was when, well, I don't know when they added I, Alaska, but I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a cool picture. No, you got nothing. Hey, uh, phone a friend on this one. You know what you would enjoy doing? Time traveling back uh, to when kites was really amazing in the 1970s and 80s. You would love that. That seems like your kind of crowd. You see, seeing kites isn't good anymore now? Well, I haven't been in there in, since it changed owners, but the previous owner ruined it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hey, by the way, that's big news in Manhattan. So we've had kites and uh, Mr. K's, and now they're opening up Rockin' K's, which is going to be a bar or restaurant where the um, Blue Stem Beast, Beast Grill yeah, was out on Kimball, kind of across from the stadium by the foundation. That COVID got that one. So we're going to have a new restaurant out there. So that's cool. But yeah, I think time travel back to when I was young would be fun. And what were some other bar names? Wasn't like Mother's Worry? Yeah, Mother's Worry was over there. Um, uh, Brothers was that a place too? Mother's Worry was bro- essentially behind where, um, in the parking lot behind Kites. Yeah, Mother's Worry, and then became Sports Fanatic. There was uh, across the street from our old office, like where Tasty China House is, is uh, was Brothers on the, and that was a great, great dive bar. Bands in there, awesome. And up above, there was a number of different bars. It never quite made it in the upstairs area, but the Avalon was the one I remember. It was also briefly mannequins when I was in school. Uh, Dark Horse down on the corner, like where the pizza place was or whatever that is now, that part of the bookstore was an awesome bar. Awesome. Dark Horse. There's so many good names from back in the day. Mother's Worry, Dark Horse. Like, we need to bring those back. I know. Um yeah, and then um, Terry Ray had all the, you know, Kites, Mr. K's, Rockin' K's, all those. Rockin' K's was the country bar back then. So. Oh, wait, that's an actual, that was an actual bar back mm-hmm. in the day? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, Bushwhackers. And, of course, Annie Mays was Annie Mays when I was in school. Mm-hmm. So, fun times. Next question from I Like Pickles Cat. What do you miss most about high school or the time period you went to high school in? I miss nothing about high school. I mean, I, I had a good high school experience. I made good friends. I was class president. I was a dork. I um, tried to play basketball, didn't get along with the coach. Yeah, I just, I, high school was high school for me, man. I, I'm all about my college experience and what happened there, but. I wouldn't go back to high school for anything. It was such an awkward 
weird time of life. I feel like people who really thrived in high school, like that's what they always harken back to. I worry about them. I miss my Blackberry. Uh. Say what? See, the, the time period that I went to high school in was kind of like the wild west of social media. Like that was, that was a fun time because, you know, 10 years later, we're still using Twitter, Facebook, you know, everything there. There wasn't Snapchat yet. Uh, wasn't Instagram, but you know, Twitter was, was fun. You could say anything and not get in trouble for it. Some stuff that I said, there was one tweet that I actually, I didn't get in trouble for, but the principal saw it and didn't come up to me, went to my sister and said, Hey, your brother tweeted, your brother's tweet was pretty funny, but he probably shouldn't be tweeting that. Um, that would get me suspended. I can't, I'm not going to say the tweet. I'm not going to say the tweet. I think I've deleted it. If I haven't, I will delete it. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I did. You could say whatever you wanted on social media and there was like no repercussions at all. And even that was the time. What's funny is even when I was in high school, they were saying, the teachers saying, Hey, the internet is forever. Whatever you do on the internet, it'll stay there for forever. That was so annoying when they'd say that. It was annoying, but you look now and, you know, everybody's trying to get cancel everybody. True. It's, it's kind of like, wow, that was, they, they were right about that, that people yeah. will find your stuff and try to tear you down. I miss just being able to do whatever you wanted. Cause yeah, I would certainly be suspended if I, and had to apologize to <laughs> this teacher's face if I, <laughs> oh, it was about a teacher, huh? If this, uh, if this tweet came out. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to teach you. After we're done recording, you're going to have to tell me this. I will tell you. Yes. Don't you just miss the simplicity of high school, though? Didn't have any worries. You know, Maybe you worked like a part-time job, but life was just simple. Like I hated high school. I would not want to go back to the school, but just being a kid, playing video games, and that, that normal life, I miss that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't find high school challenging. I mean, I... Other than a few topics, kind of cruise through school, and I don't know. I just and plus the the early eighties. I mean, I was in high school seventy nine to eighty two, and it was a weird freaking time. Just maybe everyone's time it feels weird, but it just felt like a weird time in society. Next question from Beef Puck. <clears throat> Did I say that right, Beef Puck? Yeah, Beef Puck. It's like Tupac from Beef Puck. Jello. Do you eat it? Or drink it. I don't. I think you eat it, um, but I'm not a huge Jello guy. I kind of am. I. I mean, last time I had it, I think it was in the hospital, and before that, the last time I think I had it was uh, at Tubby's with vodka in it. So that's the thing. Is what's the what's what is the vessel of delivery? Is it a shot glass and is there alcohol in it? Well, you're drinking that. Is it flat and cubed from a little container that was in the fridge overnight and it's Easter Sunday? Yeah, you're eating that. But do you really, you kind of drink a jello shot, but it, it still is like kind of solid. Are you chewing it? Not really. Yeah, you're not really chewing don't really the chew jello, jello shot. You just kind of mush but it. But you do. Nom, 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 nom. 
But you use okay. You use your teeth. Whatever you're doing to it, you're using your teeth. You're not really using your teeth when it has alcohol in it. All I'm saying that is my argument. Changed my mind. <laughs> That's the lesson Zach's offering today. No teeth when alcohol is involved. I wanted to answer eating it, but I got my wisdom teeth taken out over this last winter break, and I had a lot of Jello. And I didn't use my teeth, obviously, because they hurt like hell. So I would just kind of like swallow it. So I think the correct answer here has to be drinking it. But that's just my take. Okay, that's fair enough. What else? What else did you eat during your your fun time? Uh, I had a good amount of soup, Jello, bananas, uh, smoothies, and juices, and then lots of bananas. That's about it, yeah. <laughs> Once I could eat bananas, I could eat them. Yes. I think I ate more KFC mashed potatoes, potatoes yes, that yes. week than I did in my life, <laughs> than I have in my life. That was a fun That's time like, in my life. I was treated like a king. It's true. I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Uh, it was that Thursday night KU game. I think I got them taken out like Thursday morning. And KU played, K-State played on a Thursday night, watched that and recovered and had a nice long weekend and was back at school Oh, I was back at school on Tuesday because I went to the girls' golf tournament on Monday, on that Monday after. So it was like a, it was a nice week for me of eating mashed potatoes. Next question from King Jim seventy seven: What's a hobby that rich people have that you've always wanted to try? I'd be rich. Well, I would love to be able to fly on a private jet anywhere I want to go. I would probably be much more adventurous in life. If I had a jet that could get me to Europe or Hawaii, something from right here in Manhattan, Kansas, I'd also like to be wealthy enough with a yacht and, you know, an entire crew on my yacht. That's probably it. Also, probably I'd like to be able to do like the, you know, $5,000 a night suites in Vegas at parties, Mike Tyson and a tiger show up. That kind of thing. That kind of just debauchery. I don't recall accidentally ingesting poison, and yet here you are trying to make me vomit. Okay, who else? I feel like that's not a hobby. That's a lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what other but, hobby there would be. But the jet thing is definitely something I've thought about. Like, I would love to just have a, a jet just sitting in Manhattan, just ready to go, and just pay pilots to be on the clock like 24 hours a day. Just like, hey, I want to go right now. I'm like, okay, we'll warm it up, drive over, and you take off. I think that would be fun to just blow millions of dollars on a year, but I don't have that. I will never have that. I already golf. Is golf a rich person hobby? I feel like that. I feel like that's what they're getting at here. Because I do play golf, but that's what that was my answer. But golf is. I mean, golf is like pretty rich... accessible. Like, yeah. If, if you want to play golf, the barrier to entry to play golf is not as high as what I pay, I guess. Like, you don't have to have nice clubs. You don't have to play nice balls. You don't have to play nice courses. You know, you can just go to the driving range. You don't have to have nice anything. You know, you can go to Target and get a, a set for a couple hundred bucks that's going to be fine, you know. But I guess maybe that's a rich person hobby based on how much money I spend. Except I don't play for how much I spend on equipment. I don't play enough golf, so I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't it depend on why you're actually playing the golf? If you're playing it for fun and you genuinely enjoy it, then I don't think it's a rich person hobby. But 
if you're going to the nicest course around and you're just doing it because you're old and retired, you have nothing else to do with your life. Like if you're driving a Mercedes to the golf course, (laughs) exactly. It might be a rich person hobby. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's an asterisk by it. If you're paying by the month and not by the, the round, you might be a rich person. Last question of the podcast from King Jim 77. What's an underrated seasoning for your favorite meat? Wow. Okay. So I just got asked this. It's funny. Um, I did WHB on Wednesday and Todd Lebo was filling in for Saran. He asked me in the final four, the same question. We had bought a, uh, I had seen it a number of times. I finally bought it. It's a, jalapeno blue cheese rub called Kablooey and it's a high V product. We got it at high V and we put it on pork and chicken and I put it on Turkey when I smoke it. It's, it's unbelievable that on, on top of like pork chops, it's so good. It's amazing. But I have all these rubs, including the bowl. You know what one I'm talking about? That's very good. That's more of a, a pork brisket type roast. We put it on roast, cubed roast. But, yeah, that kablooey, I'm telling you, just get some of that and throw it on stuff. It's really good. I don't really cook a lot, so I don't really know what to use, I guess. But I do occasionally dabble and channel surf to the food channel when uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives is on. And when Guy Fieri's back there and the people in the kitchen are making stuff, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, it's just salt and pepper, man. Salt and pepper's it. Yeah, and then... Guy eats it and he's like, oh, it's really good. So <laughs> I feel like salt and pepper is probably the the most underrated. With a steak, if you salt and pepper it before you put it on the grill, you're in pretty good shape. That it? Gilge, you had nothing? I've got nothing. I do not know the first thing about grilling, seasoning, meats, nothing. Where are you? You look like you're still at home. Mm-hmm. I thought I'm you were moving to Manhattan. Later today. Oh, so you did this podcast, and then you're vacating the OP for the MHK. Yes, sir. I'll be packing up here for a few more hours, but yes, sir. So you'll be ready to go. Like, you'll get in tonight and unpack, and then Friday, the Gills show will be debuting in Aggieville. Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone stay off the roads. Well, stay out of the bars. Out of the bars. Same thing. Which is just good advice right now. Okay, well, uh, go to Annie Mays. Yes, sir. That is one of my favorite places. I don't know how I feel about it right now in the current environment, but they're being very careful there. They're being, yeah, very careful. I saw that. Um, yep, that'd be my advice. And, of course, you know the other ones I like. So, But Annie Mays, I'm, I'm a country music guy, so I love Dirty Dogs. And I'm good friends with Hawk the owner, but I fall down there. Just be warned. Their gravity is totally different at Dirty Dogs. Plus, there's stairs everywhere. And by the time I leave Dirty Dogs, anyhow, that's a lot of detail. That's, well, that's going to do it for the podcast. Uh, you know where Dirty Dogs gets their liquor? The fridge. You should probably, too. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Football's nearing. We're having 50% off right now. Forgot to mention that up top. I'll put it back in. I'll go back and put it in. It'll be like magic. And you'll never know that I forgot at the top. Except I just told you. So that kind of defeats the purpose. You've been listening to the PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. 
PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.